Hiram Green, thank you for joining me today. Um, I'm, I've been aware of your perfumes for several years now, uh, and I had the very lovely pleasure of meeting you um, about six months ago in, in Milan as part of um, Exence. I would like you, um, if, if it's okay, to explain to me how you, someone from who comes from Canada, um, how you ended up in the Netherlands as a perfumer mm. with their own brand. <laughs> and you can make it as short or as detailed story. as you want. Um, yeah, I could sum that up in a, a couple of words. Um, yeah, how, well, um, I grew up in Toronto, Canada, and uh, I like, well, I found uh, Toronto to be really boring at the time, so I just really wanted to leave. There was no idea to be a perfumer at that point. Um, but I always, I always wanted to move to London, so I didn't end up automatically in the. I didn't end up at first in the Netherlands. Uh, at first, I ended up in London, and I lived there for about fourteen years. And now about 14 years in, uh, okay. in the Netherlands. And at what point did you um, like get the itch to get into perfumery well, and actually do um, something like that? I studied in Canada, I studied fine arts and um, drawing and painting. And the idea when I moved to London was to be an artist. But of course, I needed a, a, a day job to support myself. And uh, by chance, I, I ended up working in a perfume shop. And just sort of fell in love with the, with not just the, the smells, but the ideas behind the fragrances and uh, uh, the way the way people buy fragrances, or they the, the whole the whole mystique around the whole thing. Um, so it just it sort of uh, mm -hmm. captured more and more of my attention, and eventually. Um, I opened up my own perfume shop in London, selling other people's perfume. Uh, and that was basically what we now call a niche perfume shop. But at the time, uh, that word didn't really exist. Um, and there weren't very many brands to choose from. And um, yeah, I was basically, I was, a, I was a bit ahead of my time and um, I had to close the shop eventually. And uh, and I had uh, no job, no career <laughs> at a time when all your friends are, are, are um, um, you know, getting career advances and moving on. And you're like, well, <laughs> I studied fine arts. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> uh, it was a great, uh, had a great time though. <laughs> um, anyway, it was, uh, I was still very interested in perfumery and um, I had some friends that said, why don't you just start your own brand? And um, as well, I, I don't know anything about perfume, perfume making. Um, and it's well, you, you, you know it all. You just don't know the names of everything. And uh, um, it was a, a bit of encouragement from a, a few friends and uh, in the perfume industry. And eventually, um, yeah, I, I really needed a new beginning. I moved to the Netherlands uh, for a fresh start. And um, I spent a lot of time just with 
um, with the scented oils, experimenting, and how eventually I, I, I am uh, doing odd jobs, of course, to, to support myself at the time, and then and then eventually um, uh, building up the courage to launch my own brand. So it's been it's been a long time coming. It hasn't sort of been something that's just sort of um, happened. Yeah. And and the actual process of uh, you know mm-hmm. learning about materials uh, how perfumes are constructed was that all stuff that you just yeah. researched yourself you know read books or looked online and and basically yeah, um, self experimenting my uh, preference was to um, well after I closed my shop I wanted. Wanted to get another job, but nobody would hire me. And I even tried to be an apprentice for um, all the uh, big uh, perfume uh, companies, um, just just something to to be busy. And really, nobody nobody wanted me. I think I was a bit yeah. a bit too old, and I'd already done lots of stuff on myself. So my my mind had already been a bit tainted, if you like. Um, um, I could think. I could clearly think outside the box, <laughs> not um, conform to uh, their uh, ideas. So, um, so all my perfume knowledge. Uh, so then, when I decided, okay, well, I'm going to teach myself how to make perfume. All my knowledge came from reading what was available online at the time, um, and just just experimenting and. Uh, the advice that I got to people was, you know, you can, you can go to school as much as you like, but at the end of the day, you just really need to know the oils. And, um, and yeah, it's just, all it is, is just knowing, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing the ingredients that you're working um, and taking chances. And I guess that's easier for, for me to do in a way because yeah. I don't have the formal background. I don't, I don't know I don't know if you like the, the rules to break to make an interesting perfume because I didn't learn it that way. I I only learned what what works for me, if you like. You also seem to have like a, a pretty unique uh, background. Well, not unique, but there's not many people that I know at least that have come from uh working in a perfume shop, owning a perfume shop into actually making their own perfume, like, or or I don't, I don't come across many people who have that background. And do you think uh, that background itself sort of informed or like sort of influenced the way you make perfume in any, in any way? I guess you would have had a, a, a lot of experiment experience talking to customers buying perfume um, and sort of getting a sense of how they approach buying perfume and wearing perfume. When I had my own shop, I became interested in the idea of natural perfumery. And um, I thought, well, if I'm going to make uh, my own perfume, I want it to be entirely natural. And that was something that at the time was there was really – hardly anything on the market and even now fast forward um close to 20 years and there's still um not very much uh entirely natural on the market it's only now (laughs) uh becoming popular or becoming something that people even think about 
Um, so, you know, everybody, everyone has their time. You just have to wait. Um, uh, so that was, so when, it, when I went to construct my perfume, uh, when I went to sort of make, make it, it was with the idea of being entirely natural, which is, which is also different from what, uh, the industry teaches you. Um, uh, there was, a, um, and I, I really felt that there, there were customers that were interested in natural perfume. They didn't, most people don't even realize that, that perfumes aren't natural. So, um, um, yeah. so there, there, there's just, um, uh, there's a lot of mystery around perfume, which is, which is, I think, okay. But, um, there's also a lot of, um, uh, misconceptions and sort of, so I'm I'm really interested in what what attracted you to the idea of natural perfumeries and uh, natural perfumery and only working with natural materials. Uh, was it just a, a philosophical thing, or you, you were there any other other reasons around that? I really felt that um, well that if I do something that it, uh, with perfumery that it that it should be different from what everyone else is doing. Um, that we have enough people doing um, other, I, okay. I want it to be different. Uh, and I guess by separating myself at that time, I didn't, with being uh, um, only natural, I didn't realize what a big step that was or what a big, you know, sometimes if you do something without any kind of, before you know anything about, about uh, um, the industry or how, how perfume is made, you don't realize how, whatever, big leap you're taking um so there was a there was the idea of being different but there was also just a bit of uh yeah i've always been interested in 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 uh, natural cosmetics and uh natural healing um and 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 living in a world with less plastic and stuff like that and i think <laughs> i think we all need to be thinking about stuff like this um now so i don't i don't think it should really be such a yeah. um an offbeat thing to say um, yeah yeah de definitely de um i I, you know, I'm glad we're talking about the the, the natural doing it um, with natural materials because one of the things I'm very curious about when it comes to perfumers who choose to work in naturals only is what did you find that uh, instead of it being a limiting thing for you to be restricted to natural uh, materials that it actually sort of freed freed your creativity up or, or was it the um, other way around yeah i find that i i think that it i think that it did it did free me to a certain extent um if you talk to a lot of perfumers in the industry they will say oh naturals is so limiting um but being um, a self-taught perfumer um and not knowing where to go <laughs> and the vast array of, of, of ingredients out there to choose from. Um, naturals was a nice um, uh, way to um, 
you know, to, a way to focus on something. Plus, it was uh, something in the beginning that was easily obtainable because um, I couldn't really call uh, fragrance companies up in, in, in the beginning and say, oh, can you send me um, a couple samples of this and that? And they're like, well, now it's much easier for um, for young perfumers to get samples from uh, perfume companies. But um, when I started, they, they really didn't want to talk to you. Um, so I, I relied on on this buying um, essential oils from the uh, health food stores, you know, lavender, all the all the um, oils that you use in aromatherapy, um, and uh, that was really my starting base. I was just going to ask um, from from a technical standpoint: Are there things that you have to do differently? like in in making your perfume that you would not normally have to worry about if you were using mixed uh, media for I can't really answer that properly because I've only ever worked with naturals and uh, I have I have no I have no okay. formal training so I have uh, I've I've seen perfume uh recipes or formulas um and how different uh, they are constructed so I think the way I can only really speak about um, about myself, and I think it has more to do with being self-taught than with uh, using naturals, or maybe the combination of being self-taught and only using naturals. But I have a specific way of making my fragrances because uh, I, I I I know what uh, well. It's I know what works for me, and I know. Uh, uh, it's just still never easy, of course, yeah. but I have a, I guess I have a sort of thought process that I go through when, when combining the ingredients. And, um, I, I think it's very different from, uh, how, uh, other people work. That's the mystery about perfumery is no, but you don't really know how other people make their perfumes. You have no idea what they and that, and and also and also goes to show that that I guess you know for, from someone who's never like made perfume, but it's very clear to me from speaking now to several perfumers that there there is obviously no right way to do it. Obviously, perfumery schools will teach a certain method of doing things, but what. I, I tend to think that if a, if a bunch of people are going through that system, you're going to get a bunch of perfumers that work the same way. And in some ways, you know, the the people who go their own way, who are self taught, and find something that works for them, uh, in some ways, more more unique. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. I would have. I mean, in in the beginning, I would have loved to go into a perfumery school yeah. um, or become a, a of a famous perfumer or, or, or whatever, but it—I mean that didn't—that didn't happen to me. Uh, so I had to pick another way. But you know the way um, it's worked out. Um, you know I'm 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 I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I'm, I'm happy the way it all has all worked out. And and it's, I think it's a really nice that nowadays um, uh, it is possible for um, people who are self-taught, who are doing things um, differently to, to um, uh, yeah, to make, a, to make a living out of it, to, 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 
to, you know, people around all around the world can find my perfumes. And that's really thanks to the internet and, uh, and uh, more and more um, independent perfume shops opening up around the world. But um, the, and, and, and perfume shops who are uh, uh, run by people who, who are really interested in perfume and want to bring something different to their customers. So, but there is a lot of uh, the market is still dominated by, you know, what, what sells. Yeah. I mean, that it, it, we can let the creativity for a, a really long time, but um, at the end of the day, there, it, it is a really huge um, commercial market. and. Um, you know that's where uh, what is the balance between um, 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 uh, an art and and uh, and uh, commerce here? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, uh, so going to perfume school, you'll 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 learn how to make a perfume that everyone is used to smelling, and everybody is. Uh, um, uh, and and that and that doesn't cost a lot of money to make. <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, these are other things. Uh, I mean, natural oils are more expensive, and um, um, well, I don't look at the cost very much when I make my perfumes, which is perhaps a bit of a mistake. But, is it, yeah, I. I I do like I have I've tried several of your perfumes and the the one thing that struck me is how you know only using natural materials you you've managed to produce a line I think you've got eight perfumes uh, listed on your website at the moment um, and they're all you know they they're all so sort of unique and different to each other and and you've managed to do that using only naturals uh i'm i'm just curious about the actual process because i noted on your website you mentioned you mentioned on your website uh that you let them mature for a few months before they're even um ready for bottling so what's what's behind that is that purely a naturals thing uh or would is that sort of a normal process for any kind of perfume making i think it's a normal process for any kind of perfume but i think it's more important for the um um the natural ingredients and particularly there are some natural ingredients that are uh uh, that really benefit from aging and 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 mixing together. Um, um, yeah, the, the the more certainly the more resinous notes you have, and uh, um, um, yeah, it, it can be a variety of things. But certainly, it, it just um, it helps um, um, it helps an awful lot <clears throat> to. Um, to uh, let them mature, and part of the reasons for this, I think, is um, the the natural oils have so many different components to them. Now, essential oils are made up of of of, of, of 
um, a lot of different aroma chemicals. This is where you get into the sort of technical stuff, which is why nobody ever really talks about this kind of stuff in perfumery. Um, but but uh, um, I don't mind. We can we can nerd out about this right now. If you want, Hiram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, synthetic notes uh, tend to be much simpler and. Uh, Therefore, uh, when you're mixing um, ingredients together, you're not mixing as is, is many um, different components together. Okay. So, for example, if you're mixing pure rose oil, which has you know um, hundreds of different um, aroma chemicals included in it, it's a very complicated oil, and you're mixing that with another essential oil, which has uh, different uh, um, um, aroma chemicals. You're you're making a mixture that has a lot of different, um, a lot of stuff happening in it, and and you, um, it's really difficult to say how they're going to mix together. Where if you're just using uh, synthetics, you're using very streamlined ingredients, and you're mixing, um, um, yeah, you're mis you're mixing less things together, uh, which is which has advantages, um, but it also has disadvantages. So, well. so I'm not really here to say that it's better than the other. It's just, uh, it's just uh, different, that's all. So have you experienced, uh, like, differences in batches because the, the natural materials are just uh, – that are sourced, like, just different because of – climate yeah. or the particular season things were harvested that kind of thing or not really um i purchase all my um oils from most of them come from grass from the big perfume houses and um uh, of course there are differences in crops from year to year but they're very good at extracting the oils and what they do is they they uh they have a sort of a Quality level, or that is their their lavender oil. It smells specifically like this. So they, their that is their job is to make good oils, and that's what they do. So you'll have one year where you'll have maybe less lavender or less rose because the crop wasn't good, and and therefore the the price uh, becomes uh, much higher because um, um, there's less of it and, uh, and a higher demand. Um, and sometimes it just you know if they can't make a good oil out of it, then then there isn't any um, there isn't any oil for that year. Uh, up until now, I haven't had any um, I haven't had any problems, uh, too big of problems with ingredients. You know, I've had issues, but because I make my perfume so far in advance, I can always uh, for the more or less uh, plan things out. Um, and everything, nobody ever, uh, and because you're mixing, because the complexity of the fragrances are also much uh, higher than the than the uh, than a lot of the synthetic fragrances or a lot of the mass market fragrances. Um, um, I don't think you would notice a slight difference on on your skin of the smell because there's just so much uh, happening. Um, so I've never, I haven't, I haven't noticed. 
I was just going to say, I think the average person uh, would probably find it really hard to notice a different in batches um, between between different materials. I mean, I, I can't uh, notice the difference in... Uh, I, I always check the, from one batch to the next batch to, yeah. just to make sure and, uh, there's, there's never a, a difference. Although the, the, there will be um, problems in the future. I mean, the... the in the last two years, uh, the uh, prices of ingredients have uh, rose so high. Um, there are more and more shortages. So, um, um, so for the future, I, I don't know. Um, but for for now, uh, we're okay. <laughs> are, are you more inclined to, let's say, you you just don't have a particular material for one of your perfumes? Would you be more inclined to sort of? not try and reformulate it with something else and just sort of stop production until you can or discontinue it? Is that is that the attitude you take with uh, with your perfume? Well, I think I sort of uh, decided oh, I'll cross that bridge when I need to. Yeah. Um, um, for them, I think I'd, I'd pro- if I couldn't uh, um, create the same uh, fragrance, I'd look into... It depends on the ingredient that wasn't available. Yeah. And um, um, perhaps I'd, I'd try to source it from somewhere else. Um, but then I'd have to see if it, if it made a difference in the, uh, uh, in, in the fragrance. And uh, I think if I, well, if I, if I made a difference, uh, I would have to uh, tell the customers. There would be no misunderstanding. Um, but if it was something that was sort of uh, fundamental to the fragrance and I couldn't get it anymore, then I'd be surprised I'd stop it. I would like to just take you back a little bit back to your days working in the perfume shop in London before you became a perfumer yourself. Were you already a regular perfume wearer? Were you into perfume when you yeah. took that job or did yeah. you become interested uh, then? No, in the, in the very beginning, I, well, I was a perfume wearer, but not, um, uh, you know, I was one of these uh, shy kids that would go to the um, department store and would look around at the perfume section and then would smell things, but nothing, I would always like the way th- certain things, certain perfumes smelled, but at the time, perfumery was really a sort of, um, and, and still is to a certain extent um, um, sold through advertising of you know uh, big hunky men uh, or sort of a lifestyle way eh? and uh, uh, and I never felt that I really fit into that. So then, could could I wear that perfume if I wasn't really into that 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 look? Um, so. Um, once I got, uh, so I was in, always interested in perfumery, but never really, I was a bit shy about it. And, and um, once I ended up getting this job in, in London, um, just working and in, in selling perfume, it sort of opened my eyes to, there's, there's more to it than that. Did you, uh, did you have any favorite perfumes that you liked to wear back then? No, I mean, I... 
Uh, once I got interested in perfume, more interested in perfume, and started learning about it, and um, um, I, I was always interested in the classic perfumes, and I think that is very uh, that, that that I think will be evident from uh, from my own collection. You know, the, the sort of the all the Guerlain perfumes and the uh, Carol, all this sort of classic. Uh, perfumes from the 1920s and 30s, and um, well, they they had a lot of a lot more character than the um, than the perfumes uh, than the other perfumes that you would buy in in, in the department store at the time. I mean, now fast forward uh, 20 years, and uh, you can go to lots of independent perfume shops, and in, and in, in there's this. You know, there's an overwhelming selection of niche perfume brands nowadays. I don't know how uh, uh, customers would uh, can make a, a choice. I mean, uh, when I was younger, um, there was there was maybe uh, you know the, the choice was very limited that I didn't find what I was looking for. And now I think the choice is, is uh, if you if you want to find something different, you'll be looking forever. There's just so much to choose oh, yeah. from. So it's it's a completely it's a completely different world now. Yeah. Did you so when you when you started blending your own oils? Uh, did you? Were there were there any like accords? I mean, you obviously mentioned you were a little bit influenced by those classic Guerlains and Carons. Um, did you try recreate anything that you smelled just using the naturals? Obviously, did you find it difficult only using the naturals to recreate stuff that you wanted to recreate? I mean, uh, I, I've, I've I've smelled um, Shangri La, and you've obviously done a great job with that that traditional sheep uh, structure composition just using naturals? Was there any other challenges that you had um, with that kind of thing? Um, well, I um, okay, Shanklar is a, is a bit of an exception, but generally speaking, I don't try to uh, recreate uh, uh, an old uh, perfume, um, but I, I, I think there is um, uh, in the older perfumes they did use more natural ingredients. Uh, so um, uh, there, there's always going to be a similarity there. I think, um, and and uh, the synthetics that they used were <clears throat> based on natural ingredients, so that you know they couldn't. Uh, maybe they couldn't make a good lavender that year, so somehow they figured out how to make it. Uh, well, they, I, I know how they did it, but they they uh, they uh, created synthetically the uh, uh, components of lavender and, and uh, put that in the perfume. So once once you know that, then you know, well, I could put uh, the lavender in instead of these components in it. And I'm halfway there, um, so um, yeah, definitely influenced by it, but uh, not really uh, recreating it. It seems. I mean, it seems to all be working good anyway. But do you, let, let's let's talk about. Do you, have you come across uh, any misconceptions about natural perfumes that you know 
to be not true. Like if, uh, I know that uh, it's been mentioned or brought, you know, I've seen it mentioned that uh, people worry about the shelf life of naturals. Is that an actual thing because it's not, you know, I, I don't know what kind of preservatives would go into a perfume to make it last forever. Um, does that happen with naturals? Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions with natural uh, ingredients. Um, uh, on on uh, a lot of misconceptions, we could talk uh, all day. <laughs> um, uh, uh, in terms of um, um, how long shelf life, they last just as long as um, as any other perfume. So the. Um, here in the European Union, we have to, um, I'm, I'm not sure if it's a, a global thing or not, actually, but uh, the it doesn't matter if your perfume is natural, 100% natural or 100% synthetic, it still has to go for the same safety uh, test. Yeah. Um, and uh, the shelf life you have to guarantee is uh, three years, that's part of it. So uh, all my perfumes are good uh, for three years under normal uh, uh, you know conditions, um, and that goes the same for for uh, for everyone's uh, uh, perfumes. Uh, they don't need any extra preservatives. I mean, they're they are um, diluted in alcohol, <laughs> and alcohol is a pretty good preserver now. Um, so uh, the alcohol acts as the preservative. Certainly a lot of the base notes, a lot of the resins and woods, and uh, even the, a lot of the flower notes, they, they do stay, um, um, they do stay good without alcohol. I mean, the, if you store the patchouli or sandalwood um, in a good um Dark, airtight place without any oxygen, you'll um, uh, it'll only get better in time. So a lot of natural oils um, get get better in time. The ones that don't are the the citruses, the very quick fleeing ones. So this is often with um, old perfumes, uh, vintage perfumes. Um, if they're not stored correctly, the uh, citrus notes just leave the fragrance uh, or do something and, th and that's pretty um, common in in every perfume with with vol you know different volatility exactly yeah. it's, it's uh that's this that's just the, that's just a common thing uh, in fragrance so um um yeah so that was that's the uh, uh, shelf life is a thing you don't really have to worry about um what are some other things um that you don't uh, need to worry about um Close. Oh, I always say that they don't last as long. You know, I often hear, oh, you, uh, they, well, it's true that you can make some synthetic fragrance nowadays that will last uh, forever, <laughs> literally forever. Uh, um, I find my fragrances last longer. I would agree with that. Uh, that's been my experience as well. Uh, I work very hard to try and make for, uh, formulas that are long lasting. Uh, the hardest thing for me, and I think the hardest thing for naturals, is to make uh, more of this uh, projection to to make it bounce off your skin and, and fill the whole room with air and with with fragrance. And that that is <clears throat> that is um, a, a bit of luck uh, for me. 
and I'm really happy when it happens. It also depends on the person wearing it. Uh, but one thing with naturals is, in general, they're only you only smell them as strong as uh, our noses are designed to smell them. And with some of the synthetic notes, uh, our nose isn't accustomed to the, these uh, chemicals, uh, these these um, notes, in, and uh, they're just very strong and very harsh. So that's uh, on a uh, maybe a health side. Uh, yeah, and I find I get uh, migraines smelling some synthetic fragrances, not all of them. But uh, uh, that's one of the other reasons why I only work with naturals because I, I, I just find some of the synthetics too uh, strong. But um, uh, yeah, I try to make cool and, and, and luscious and and just very uh, yeah beautiful fragrances. Yeah, I think you've definitely achieved that. I did notice um, also that. They're all eau de parfum concentration. That is that that's a deliberate thing, or just the way the formula works out when you when you're composing. No, that's a deliberate uh, deliberate um, way. Uh, deliberate. I suppose I I could I would like to start making some um, eau de toilettes or some eau de colognes. Um, I'd like to start um, um, expanding the range and doing other products, but. Um, just don't have the yeah. time. Well, <laughs> I this is another thing that's very different about my uh, company is I do everything myself. Yeah. So, and at the moment I'm a bit of a, um, yeah, um, yeah, a bit of a bit too busy, really. That, uh, and, um, and on that but, on that note, I'll ask you one one last question because you you obviously are busy. Oh, but yeah. but um, take as long as much of my time. <laughs> Uh, well, I did want to ask. So, so you obviously you're a one-person show. So you're doing everything. Um, how much time does it actually leave for the the real creative stuff? Like, how much time do you give yourself in a day to sit down and like start sketching for your next perfume, for instance? Uh, is it something you're constantly yeah. doing uh, if you can find the time? Well, it's something that's always in the back of my. Uh head but um in all honesty it's it's something that happens uh, more in the evening or on the weekend yeah it's, it's, i i would i need to find more time for this yeah <laughs> you're sort of doing a million one things at once which is sometimes which is sometimes very exciting uh but sometimes of course it's a bit overwhelming yeah yeah. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, if 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 nobody's uh, buying my perfumes, then um, then um, <laughs> then there's no point in me making any more. So it's that fine um, fine balance. Um, it is it is that it is that balance, you know. I'm I'm uh, and I've I finally um, uh, sort of in the yeah, just, just accepting that uh, what I do and the way I do it is very different from uh, everybody else on the, uh, um, not everybody else, but from most people and uh, making perfume. And um, uh, yeah, that's fine. The only person I need to answer to is uh, is myself. 
Yeah, I just, sometimes I think it's a bit unfortunate that people don't uh, realize the differences between um, um, how how different people, how different brands make their perfumes, and what uh, and what what the actual cost price of the perfumes are. Yeah, and uh, if you look at it uh, on 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 that level. Uh, then you, you start to think, oh wow, this is this is not really a, this is not really an, an an art form here. This is just a way to make a, this is just a business, just like anything else. Well, I think people don't don't realize that um, a one person operation like yourself and a lot of other indie perfumers don't have the buying power for raw materials that you know a bigger company might have who produce a lot more for me it's not really about the buying power i, I actually have the <laughs> i have the buying power the uh the uh the materials that i use for my uh fragrances they don't get much cheaper the, the more you oh okay um it's, um uh and that's what separates uh, uh my Perfumes from other brands, you know. I basically I don't have the I don't have the uh, resources to have extra help here because I've spent all my money on on ingredients. Now I don't know if that's um, uh, a lot of people will tell me, well, that's really silly, Hiram. I mean, you sh you should be making millions here from the amount of uh, perfume you're you're selling. Uh, but you know, if I made them another way, then they wouldn't be my perfumes. So, Correct, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, my my the rose oil I used has gone up from uh, seventeen thousand euros a kilo, seventeen thousand euros for one kilo two years ago. It's now twenty seven. Wow. Twenty seven euros for one kilo. Um, uh, my um, I just got a whole shipment in of um. Of ingredients a couple of weeks ago, um, the tonka bean is doubled in price. There's so many ingredients, so many things that are expensive that have doubled in price, and I just I just pour them into my perfume. Um, you know, well, I, I, I shouldn't say this, but but the the, the cost price of of, uh, of, uh, of the actual cost price of of a perfume. Uh, per kilo from from most companies is is you're talking in the hundreds, yeah. um, even for for the best quality niche perfume yeah. on the market. Yeah. Uh, mine are mine are well in the thousands per kilo. Wow! Now you don't see that reflected in my in my uh, in my the price that I charge the client because if I charged the client how much the actual if I use the same markup as other companies then um, um, nobody would buy them. And 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 they would say, well, it's not worth it's not worth a thousand euros a, a bottle. Well, maybe maybe not. I mean, what what? What is? <laughs> it's just you don't have. There's less people that have a thousand euros yeah. to to spend on it. Um, um, so um, um, yeah, so it's it's about finding a finding that balance. But the natural ingredients are becoming more and more expensive. So I think. Uh, 
watch out for the future. Okay. <laughs> I'm worried about it. <laughs> we'll have to start saving. Um, well, look, on, on that note, Hiram, yeah. I, I want to thank you for this great chat. Um, the 45 minutes has gone by really quickly for me anyway. Um, I'm starting to wake up now. <laughs> You can have another coffee or two. It's I'm going to go and have my dinner now. So, um, But thank you so much. Um, if I see you next year, I'm buying you a Negroni, okay? So I'll, I'll owe you that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll buy you one too. <laughs> we'll, we'll have more than one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank, thanks, Harm. Okay. Okay. Look forward to seeing you.